you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the NFL podcast. Two media insiders and Mark Sessler. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio. It's Around the NFL. And my mania is I'm mad that Greg somehow yeah, I like is this. claiming to be a media insider. Man hasn't broken anything in his life but some dishes in yeah, the kitchen over here. What's the track record? But I also don't like how it went for me. Well, it went for you the worst. This is like the lock competition. I just win. Dan, Greg, all the I guys. just win. Um, all right. Here we are. Week 14. Can you believe it? It's juicy. I can. It feels like a lot like another life that we were like getting ready to go to London. And that was week six. Got that expense report in just under the deadline, <laughs> by the way. When is it? I have not filed it yet. When is the deadline? You're taking the loss. Uh, you're taking Hurry the loss. Hurry up on it. Had I Hurry even up. filed it, I can promise Hurry you, up. I was taking it in a, a massive L to begin with. We have, um, this is the last bye week, um, and it's the Cardinals, and it is the Commandos, Commandos on bye, which Commies. is interesting because those teams, there's very few teams that are out of it. Um, because of just the nature of the bottom of the, the playoff fields here. Everyone seems to be pretty much alive for the most part, but those two teams aren't. So we're going to talk about a lot of games that, while not all of them are, are gorgeous uh, in terms of matchup intrigue and allure, they, they all have meaning for the most part. So, I mean, does everyone have playoff? Yes. Uh, Every I, single game. I would still. say I, looking up and down the roster. Um, yes. Because I, you know, my concern is there like there, there's no way not to discuss each of these games at length. Um, <laughs> like the film Gandhi, have, if you've ever seen it, was three hours and 11 minutes long. Right. Starring Ben Kingsley. Um, I believe this show might equal that runtime based on the fact that no games include. That's a challenge. Uh, two stinkers. That's a challenge. It used to be. It used to be you would use site Gandhi as. A long movie, yeah. But now it's like, but now like an Iron Man movie, seven hours. It's manageable now. And it's just, can we just, yeah, it's manageable. Rain it in, yeah. Holly weird, <laughs> got that one. All right, let's uh, get into. We have the draft coming up, but uh, 
Let's start with the primetime games. Let's start with the best game of the week. <clears throat> yes, there are two incredible games on the schedule, and I mean incredible. And I had to give a little pop to the AI schedule makers. You know, for years we heard about the the sweaty men in the office on Park Avenue locked in there for months at a time. Men trying, and women. Still are men doing and that. women. Uh, actually, I used to visit that Ally. room. There weren't any women. So that's a bad job by that's the a NFL. Problem. That's a problem for the NFL. I worked gotcha. right next to it. It was three men. They just stuck him in Typical there. NFL. It was actually, they sealed the door. They opened up a latch. It would slide in food and drink and come out when the schedule makes sense. We don't need to do that. And then Peter King would write a glowing profile and away we go. Now you got the robots handling it. And yeah. The robots have been doing, have anybody noticing the back end of this regular season schedule? There is a hammer drop of a game or two every single week. Robots. Yeah, give, took, give the robot the credit. It, it took um, te- that technology to, to handle this. So let's start with Sunday Night Football. It is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. It is, yes, certainly one of the most important uh, and impactful games on the schedule this season because it really, and of course there's a big three here, the San Francisco 49ers uh, who just did their business trouncing the Eagles, dropping them to 10 and two and making this a real foot race now for the number one seed, the all important number one seed. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I think the number one seed that gets the home field advantage, that might be the difference between these three great teams. It's Mm. that important to get that number one seed. So now it's the Eagles looking to hold on to first place in the NFC East and the Cowboys, uh, Greggy, looking to tie them, which a couple weeks ago didn't seem possible, but the way the schedule set up, here we it go. did seem possible on this podcast. The night the Eagles lost, I actually said, "Keep an eye out when these two teams play again. It's not in that long. They'll probably All be right, playing Barry for Horowitz. NFC East." Here we, go. we should. I should have had that clip played. I was just uh, setting it up for fun, but yes, you win, Greg. I'm just saying, the Eagles, the, the Cowboys' chances of getting the division though are over if they don't win this. So this is as big a game as as any team has this week, and and the Cowboys are favored by by three and a half in this game. That's pretty spicy. Uh, the over-under is 52 and a half. That's spicy. And I think the Eagles, uh, the Cowboys are favored, despite their recent history against the Eagles, because there's such clear concerns for the Eagles. The secondary and the linebackers, we, we've talked about that. It's just not, it's a, it's a whole group of players on this Eagles team that's playing below average. All the defensive numbers over the last half a season, basically eight games, are below average. They're a mediocre defense, and it's all because of that back end and that back end having to match up against Jake Ferguson and and who played really well against them and the guys uh, for the Cowboys passing game. And then it's the offensive running game. They're just not a great running team right now. They're not consistent enough actually trying to run. Part of that is Jalen Hurts isn't doing it as much, but a lot of it is just not committing to it and not being as explosive with DeAndre Swift as they were early in the year. Yeah, I mean, we have this recent evidence of Philly's defense, which, you know, last year was such a dominant strength, um, being completely shredded by the other premier team in this conference. And Dallas right now is playing at that level where if you had doubts about them before, I don't now. And, I mean, Dak Prescott in his chase for the MVP has been the most effective downfield thrower over the past month plus. He's been the best quarterback on third down. Um, I feel like the stars in Dallas, like their top-heavy elements of the roster have been shining and it's like they if you look at home and road splits don't really matter for chunks of teams but it does they do matter for the Cowboys they have just been simply dominant at home and I you know I guess in another universe back in the 80s or 90s I'd be concerned that their head coach 
Zaddy, Mike McCarthy, has been out with an uh, you know appendicitis. I don't scenario. love that. I don't love it. Yeah. But but the thing is, he's already back. And because now you know one thing that Weiss told us about append you know appendix operations now they just stick a little tube in you and suck that appendix out. It's I mean, much he's, easier. He's got how I many? Don't know, doesn't sound no, easy to no, me. No, he's home. He's already oh, home Zaddy. on Zoom. What's wrong with your insides? <laughs> he's already exactly. He's already home on Zoom meetings. Like it's like how does that really matter anymore? Well, he's also got really Dan Quinn, Get Brian Schottenheimer, uh, Mike Solari, who was around with like the Cowboys in the night. He has a very experienced coaching staff. Is is my point? Yeah. This is the biggest game of the year for the Cowboys. The head coach, who is the head of the enterprise, um, he also he was doubled over in agony at some point. I'm sure on Tuesday. Well, they said he's going he, into like, the hospital. Dan Quinn said like he walked by. At one point, they encountered each other because you know McCarthy right. went to the office. And have you ever like encountered someone that was about to get a? I have not. I have when I was a child, and the and it's like a, it's a ghost. The person becomes a ghost. So I'm so, saying, like, yeah. that doesn't sound, it seems like a bit of a distraction. Yeah. Uh, but they also, there's a reason why Dan Quinn's making, like, $10 million a year or whatever. Like, they have a nice staff in there to, to hold it down. So I'm not too worried about that. The Eagles, um, despite their issues on defense, which are considerable, they have allowed over 260 passing yards per game. They've already allowed 27 passing touchdowns uh, to their opponents this year. That's bottom four in the league. And uh, Prescott, even in that narrow loss uh, to the Eagles, uh, lit him up for 374 and three touchdowns. It really sets up well here for Prescott, not only to um, have another big game and move his team into first place, but also really, I think, take, with all due respect to your boy, uh, Brock Purdy. I think he becomes the MVP favorite with a big game and a big spot here. The Eagles, though, they hold it in their hands. We've been talking about it for weeks, the, this killer killer um, slate of games for the past month. They home against Cowboys at Kansas city home, Buffalo home 49ers at Dallas. If they win this game, bye-bye Dallas because they will have swept them the head to head. And then they get, they come out of that gauntlet. They have at Seattle home giants, home Cardinals at giants. They can win out and win the conference. And that is what they're thinking right now. Uh, they don't even give San Francisco a chance who already have their third loss. Mm. At Seattle, not an easy game, though. I mean, the Cowboys... Uh, not as hard as it looked, I mean, you know. the right I hear spot. what you're saying, right but spot. we're saying how great the Cowboys are at home, and they just gave up 35 points and had to win at the buzzer against the Seahawks. The part of that schedule that worries me most for Philadelphia is, is just the fatigue. It's not just the fact that the Cowboys are on extra rest, and I've been on the extra rest bandwagon uh, all season, and they've got the extra rest in this game, which I think is important. It's more the mental extra rest of the, the Eagles have been playing these great teams week after week after week after week, and, and different injuries have been stacking up uh, for them week after week. And, and maybe Dallas Goddard's back for this game, uh, but I need a little more out of their star pass rushers. That, that's who's looked fatigued to me, and they're playing a Cowboys offensive line that's been peaking because for all the attention on the back end, like the guys up front need to be special, and... Jalen Carter has been great. And like, it's not a single person that's been bad, but as a group, they've just been good and they need to be amazing. That's sort of how their team is built. And if they're not amazing, Dak's going to have a ton of time. And I just have zero concerns right now about uh, this Cowboys offense. I think I'm not going to bring out the rainmaker, but uh, the over under to me, this is going to be a score fest. I just like both of these teams to score a lot. Can I ask a dumb question? Cause I don't like, I kind of hate this conversation, but it's like, Dak Prescott, you can like look at EPA, you can look at all these stats and all this stuff, and he and he lines up as an MVP. But like, go back to the days of like Troy Aikman, like like quarterbacks from the past who would win these awards. It's like 
I don't think he ever won a well, NFL. but I mean, but I would talk about like Cowboys quarterbacks, Got it. like um, in huge moments against division rivals. Like Dak cannot go zero and two against the Eagles and make a large argument to win MVP based off of metrics and stats and a bunch of PFF. Probably rankings. true. You yeah. got to win this. I mean, gotta for, win. Also for the story of the Cowboys, and it's not just on. It's for the the entire team. You cannot go zero and two. They play the easiest the schedule in the NFL according to DVOA so far. The Cowboys. So yeah, they need they need a big time signature. Well, when any into it, you know, to his credit, he had to put up forty to beat I'm the not Seahawks. Even making a point. He had to score. He had to score a win this game. He had to score a touchdown <laughs> in every drive against the Seahawks, essentially, and he, and he did it. He had to put up. 40 well, he's and been he did doing it. it. Yeah. Like, but this is kind of where it. It intersects. Can Deron Bland respond a little bit too, by the way, after a, oh, a disastrous oh, uh, game? Because that's where the Eagles can put up 30 pluses. I think they still have big time edges. He's them. getting killed this week. And it's like, I'm sorry, what it, could he have not done more for this team this season? Hey, that's life with the Dallas Cowboys. Greggy uh, revealed is an anti-iron sharpens iron guy in a big spot. All these that Eagles matchups against big time teams. <laughs> a little iron sharpens iron. I'm just saying. You there. think not. They're like getting fatigued. I could see them losing this game and still making the Super Bowl, but like this is the little part of their season where they're just a little. You don't think the Giants and their players are fatigued? Who they play twice? Like the Giants players are like, get me to get me to. They're like, they're the coming off a bye. I'm just saying you play the best teams week after week and, and all these snaps. And, but just in terms of physics, yeah, would iron sharpen iron? I think that's how it works. I think it. I think that's technically true. Why don't we just a, leave it there? That's a good way to end the analysis of the game. Yeah, from a metal angle. Yeah, like we nailed it. Yeah. Buttoned it up. All right. The uh, two Monday night football games. So let's start with uh, the one that doesn't look too good in terms of uh, competitive angle. The Tennessee Titans traveling to Miami to face the Dolphins. Miami. Uh, I think we mentioned, yeah, the Cowboys getting plenty of love uh, from Vegas. Uh, The Dolphins are getting 13 here. And they're getting 13 here (laughs) uh, because of what they did to the commanders. Now, Washington is a joke defensively, and we know that, and they have a secondary that's as bad as any le- any team in the league. So that was the perfect setup for uh, Miami to get right and once again say, look at us, we're the bad boys. We, are, we got Tua, the MVP candidate. We got Tyreek, the MVP candidate, 2,000-yard contender. Um, can they do it again in primetime, or does... Mr. Vrabel have something up his sleeve, Dark Sessler. Well, I don't care what's up his sleeve. Like, I, I think the, you've got major problems dealing with the Dolphins' offense. Uh, Sam Munson from PFF, I loved what he said about watching that Commanders game. It, it, and this happens to other teams, too, that it looked as if the Commanders' defense had never seen Tyreek Hill before, that they they went out there to play a football game and had never accounted him uh, on any level. And, like, I think he does that to teams. And it's Interesting like, strategy, Cotton. Well, yeah, this tr- this they have a cheat code here, and I I like I think the Tennessee Titans, um, you know, at home have been tough, but I don't like the situation at all for them. And you're talking about actually, I think with Jalen Phillips out, I th- still think this Dolphins defense has been competent. Um, it looked good last week. Guys like Andrew Van Ginkle are like stepping up and firing off, and like I I I think this is where the Dolphins kind of dig in and say we're not gonna relinquish this spot in the AFC. Weird spot. Two games at the same time, so different than the other Monday night doubleheader. Is, is that only annoying to me? I know it annoys you a little bit, Dan. Like, yeah, it kind of knocks it out. You got one screen there, and you got one screen on the TV, and away we go. Now you're pro. Like, double Monday night game. Hey, well, it's now, now it's week 14. 
it's it's weird to drop it in suddenly <laughs> in week 14. Uh, I I think they're the ESPN is showing you they value Packers Giants higher because that's where they're sending uh, Buck and Aikman. We got Fowler, Riddick, and Orlovsky and Rutledge. I've I've liked this group too. That this Dolphins offense, like we we know who they are, and this is the perfect matchup. The Titans are a great example of uh, Mike Vrabel not having anything up his sleeve. By the way, his defense is traditionally in Tennessee a little disappointing, and how useless it is. The Patriots are another one to have a great run defense because they're the number one run defense in the NFL and they're 30th against the pass. Like, where is that going to get you overall? Like 25th. It's not like it balances out to being average. It balances out to being terrible. They give up so many big plays. I think the commanders are one of the only teams that give up more big plays. So it's a perfect matchup. Being able to stop the run doesn't really matter that much against the Dolphins, who, who still will run well. And I'm with you. The defense has been excellent. The numbers would say the Dolphins are one of the best defenses in the league over the last seven or eight weeks. That's largely, I believe, because of the matchups. But it just shows that they're a very good defense, that they've caught up with their guy, Vic. Uh, and they, that's kind of a trait of Fangio defenses. Take, yep. a, take a little bit of time to season, and then they get rolling. Tyreek Hill... Leads the NFL with 1,481 yards, 12 TDs already. He is 300 yards clear, 299 to be exact, of the next closest receiver, which is C.D. Lamb. So he is, There's you have to, to have any chance, and it's happened, by the way. So let's not act like, because the commanders are a joke, let's not act like no one has been able to take Tyreek Hill out of the game plan in any way. Like, he's had games that where he wasn't completely out of control. Uh, so... If if you can do that, you force Tua to look elsewhere. But here's the thing: like the fact that you can now bring uh, Achan out of the out of the injury uh, mix, and he immediately goes over 100 total yards with two more touchdowns with all that speed. He might be the second fastest guy. Um, it's almost unfair. So it, it's really Mike McDaniel has this all these weapons, and and the Titans have to find a way to. Just hold them down and hope Derrick Henry has one of those turn-back-the-clock games. I think that's what it comes down to. Unless you think Will Levis has another big-time game in him, uh, but I'm not so sure we're going to see that. I think Will Levis is a very interesting watch, um, and it, there's some hope there for the future. Uh, I just don't think it happens this week. And again, to the Dolphins' defense, they've allowed under 21 points five games in a row and under 17 in four of those. Um, they're amping up, and so you're asking the Titans with a rookie quarterback – and Derrick Henry, you know, he's it sounds like he'll play, but he was banged up last week in, in, in the protocol and all that business. And like, I think they said very strange. did not have a concussion. They said yeah, event, he, he, he was, was not in the protocol, but he, but he played well last week. So they still have that. Awesome. But it's like in general, like you're asking teams against Miami that leads the league uh, with six point nine yards per play, which is the most by any team in the Super Bowl era outside of the Kurt Warner Rams in 2000. To keep up in a massive boat race. Housekeeping, they gave Austin Jackson, the Dolphins, a three-year, $36 million extension with 20.7 guaranteed, according to our guy, Ian Rapport. A little surprising based on how his career started, but they're sort of splitting the difference of trying to get mm. some good value as his career That's up there with, uh, has improved. With Dan's salary. It's in the, in the ballpark, uh, really. My agent did incredible work. Uh, the Dolphins uh, also have destiny in their hands, uh, certainly in the AFCE. So if they just take care of business and they beat the Titans on Monday night, stomp the Jets at home the next week, that gets them to 11-3. and three, And then you put it in a situation where the Bills basically have to go nuclear, not lose again, out. and including that week 18. So 
just take care of your business in the next two weeks, and you basically close off Buffalo from making Week 18 dramatic. Okay, final game. Greg, you mentioned it. It's Packers uh, favored by six and a half over the demon. This one's at the Meadowlands, and they're a little bit. Uh, we know uh, the Packers side of thing, and this is yes, as you mentioned, Buck Aikman, Salters. Uh, we know that the Packers are playing at a very high level. Uh, they are the team that kind of has uh, arisen in the NFC as a real interesting um, 500 team. And they feel like a team that could just keep winning, and all of a sudden they're a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. The Giants are the Giants. I'll, I'll just mention, Greg, that um, a little bit of a surprise, Tommy DeVito, who was kind of a almost like the mascot of this lost Giants season and all those Italians in uh, Jersey, loving it. Um, he kept, he's keeping the starting job for another week, even though Tyrod Taylor is healthy. Taylor not thrilled about it. I get it. Kind of heartbreaking for Tyrod Taylor. He's just had so much bad luck through the years. You could see the disappointment. You know, he breaks his ribs right when he gets a chance to start, and then DeVito comes in. We might see Tyrod again, but DeVito's played well enough that it, you can't kill them for just keeping it going. He's also going to be on the team next year. It's like a gift to the Giant fans. Like, we know we botched the season. Well, he's, he's a veto one more week. I he's a potential, right? Development. It's a, exactly. He's a potential backup on this team next year, and Tyrod's probably not on the team this year. They did win two games before their bye, and they do have Saquon Barkley here against what's been uh, a shaky, historically uh, shaky Joe Barry Packers defense. Defense. So, if you were looking to keep it closer than six and a half, like that is your route to do it. The Giants have been a little feistier lately. I mean, I think the Packers are sort of like the the story of the past two or three weeks um, in the NFL. And like this, we talked about like the Texans being the AFC version of that. And the Packers, I think Matt LaFleur has coached the two best games I've ever really, I give him more credit over the past two games um, than I would have at any other point in his career in terms of like coaching up a young quarterback. You want to talk about quarterback development. Like Jordan Love is becoming this like star before our eyes. And they've found a way like team building wise to surround him with all these young players. People and already like, run him out of the building, LaFleur, about a month and a half ago. It's just so well, sure, funny. You need how, to have patience. That's and how let, it works. Let that's the coach works. work with a young quarterback. I, mean, I, I just, I'm not quite certain what they can accomplish. Um, I guess you worry about a young team like this. Could there be like a letdown game on the road on Monday night? Um, I don't know. I mean, they keep going, they keep going left and right and like showing who they are over and over. You're not sure what they can accomplish. Because I think I don't. Because I think they could do. I think they could go win multiple playoff games Mm. in a weird NFC. You think that you think they're in the neighborhood of the big three? I think I think I don't know right now. I can't go that far. I can't go there with you. I I know, but like that's winning multiple playoff teams. But a month means beating one of those big three. I think that's possible. Maybe two. I think it's possible. Well, I think you get no. You get into a like a wild card round game, and knock off one of these ham and eggers. And like, you're, I'm not, I, and then they could beat the Lions for instance. That's not how the, the seeding works. They're going to be playing one of those teams. I think they Unless can do they it. Win the division. I think they can do it. Like, Unless they, win they the just division. beat the Chiefs. Hey, I didn't. Not we're, saying, we're talking about the not Chiefs. You're wrong. But we're talking about the Chiefs. It's not crazy. Super Bowl team, and they just beat the Chiefs. This feels it's like, like a little it's recency also, bias to no, say that all of a sudden they're in that also, club. It's not just Jordan Love and the wide receivers. Like, their defense, it's, the whole team seems to be growing together at once. And it's like, I think that that's the kind of team in a weird NFL, in a bad NFL, in a mediocre NFL. Ouch. Like, they could, it is. Like, they could, like, go in and steal a playoff game or two. No problem. I, big, I don't have a problem with that. Potential big loss that Christian Watson, that, that hamstring injury did not look good to end Sunday night football and he's not practicing, but they could get back Aaron Jones 
and Jair Alexander. So you're losing one of your best players, but you are getting back two of your best players. And you're right. Like Jordan Love to me is one of the top five stories of the season right now. His arc. We actually talked about that contract, the way it was locked in a couple months ago. I was like, no, they're not going to get rid of him probably no matter what, because the contract is is sort of splitting the difference enough where it's really not that much. Now that contract looks like a bargain. And there's actually talk of like, do we want to extend him right now? Do we want to don't even don't even worry about keeping the bargain next year. You'll probably wait till the offseason. But that let, let's just get him signed up long term. It's kind of crazy. You're right. How, how much five weeks changes everything. I just to make it clear. I am also enjoying this this Packer rise. Uh, but I also think the NFC has the top three Super Bowl contenders like mm-hmm. across the entire league. And so for them to get to that point would be surprising to me. But if they get a nice matchup in round one and they can they beat the Lions or something in the in the wild card round, wouldn't stun me. Yeah, that l- wouldn't stun l- me. All I'm it would but be, they got to get there. First. It would be shocking yeah. if they knocked off the Cowboys or Niners or Eagles. It would be. But um, can they win a playoff game? Or are they that are they that kind of team? Absolutely. Like it, that. Like literally wouldn't surprise can, you know? me. Like, oh, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like we have five weeks to talk me. about it, but that Packers Lions end of the season matchup, just like last year, could set up. Uh, this time it would set up a potential rematch. And again, the Lions might have a chance to kind of knock the Packers out. And I think it matters that they're really well, like they are, I think Matt LaFleur, who I always thought like, are you just riding on the coattails of Aaron Rodgers in years past two MVP campaigns? Like, I think this is a good coach. Like, I think he's proven this year, the same way that Sean McVay to me has, that he's done a lot with what people thought wouldn't be much. Jordan Love getting hot in Philly in in an early round game. I could see it. The Jets beat Philly. I mean, football. I mean, crazy stuff can occur down the road. Absolutely. One game. Let's take a break, and then we will get to the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, all right. Welcome back to Around the NFL, the Week 14 preview. It is time now for the first overall pick presented by DraftKings. And I'll tell you what, I have had um, bad luck. Whenever I'm up first, there never seems to be a banger. Finally, that comes to an end because... You picked a lot of Eric Fishers. I got a lot of Eric Fishers uh, <laughs> over the past few years. A lot of Luke Jokels. Uh, now it's time to pick the Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. <laughs> the 6-6 six and six Bills who have had two weeks to just sit with an absolutely horrific 37-34 uh, loss to the Eagles, a game they desperately, desperately needed, and somehow they find a way to lose that game in overtime. And it's a real test of Sean McDermott and that coaching staff and their ability to have this team uh, locked in, prepared, and ready to win this game. Because if you don't win in Arrowhead, you gone. You got to find a way here, Greg. And I know you you were saying don't count out the Bills. I'm not counting out the Bills, but they can't keep losing every week. And then we're saying, oh, well, they got to run in. And they, at some point, you're going to have to really show the world who you are. And I have to go, when's the last time, Greg? The Bills showed the world that they're the Bills. You might have to go all the way back to week four against the Dolphins when they had a big-time opponent and they said, this is who we are. They need to do that here. And the good news here, Greg, is that the Chiefs are vulnerable. We don't need to overstate it at this point because, uh, yes, their defense is very good, but Josh Allen is a cheat code. When he's playing at a high level, he can make the Chiefs look mortal on defense. And we know if this turns into a shootout, it's crazy saying this, but Mahomes at home, I don't Ugh. think he could keep up in a shootout. <laughs> I'm challenging the Kansas City Chiefs to what? keep up what? in a shootout what? in 2023 what? What? because at a certain point, you are who you are, and that's what they've shown us all year. I just, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. To As hear, my mother would say, don't spit words. in the sky. Yeah, well, and I'm not, <laughs> not anti-Chiefs. It just feels very strange. Like, they're only favored by two and a half in this game. Over-under is 47 and a half, which is very very low for these two teams in the past. And this is, going into the season, maybe the worst version of the game. this game that you would expect. Eight and four, the Chiefs aren't great on offense. Six and six bills. And yet, because of that, it actually puts more real weight on it. Yeah, like it's important to get seeding and all that, which this game would have been in previous years. But it's like the, the Bills' season is on the line. They're disappointing run, their lackluster defense with a ton of injuries, their erratic offense with Allen for five or six games of this season, I think being the best quarterback in the league, but the other games, obviously that, that not happening, including Philadelphia, which to me, that was a sign of like, Oh, is he going to do it? Is he just going to start running all the time now? And is he going to put this team on his back and just be the best quarterback in the league? Cause about halfway through that jets game, through that Eagles game. That's what I felt he was. And so I'm with you, even though the bills are underdogs by two and a half in this game, I, I like the bills in their last stand. And uh, every time I do this against the chiefs, I get it wrong. You know, like whenever you doubt them, like in a home big spot, although they did lose to the Eagles, you know, that was only a few weeks ago in a big spot. You picked uh, those bills too. You were dying in that newsroom. Yeah. And I, I still, I'm not giving <laughs> up on them. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking that they, 
can get it done. And again, an extra week of rest does not hurt at this time of year. It is interesting to think that, you know, coming out of out of this uh, weekend of football, either the Chiefs will be eight and five or the Bills will be six and seven. That that wasn't something that we saw coming. So you're right. The stakes for this game are different than where they like vying for that. The buy. It's like the Bills are essentially executed um, if they can't win this. I, maybe maybe not mathematically. We can keep talking about that, but it's like not, if not you for real. Yeah, in a way, in the sense, for real, for me, like you can't if if they well, can't, but not for real, for like, well, no, they would they would continue to exist in Western New York. They're probably really nice. Speaking you know, of which, homes, I need to offer an apology. I called uh, Squid Games. Is that what it's called? Squid, Squid Games. Squid you had Game. the wrong country attached. I called to it. it Japanese. Right. It is a South Korean product. But also, I'd say it's also a Squid Game. You know, and Greg I knew it, has a lot of you know. He he knows a lot about the Japanese culture. Didn't jump there, into correct. Yeah, there. that's what people were saying. I'm not saying that. You know what? what people were saying. You know what? People. Good call. Yeah, Greg. Come on, bud. Help me out. You've been to Japan many, many times now. How many TV shows do I? Your watch? wife is Japanese. You gotta jump in <laughs> and help me out there and say, well, I know, I know my Japanese exports, and that's not one of them. But you okay. hung me out to dry, maybe yeah. on purpose. You're a dyed-in-the-wool we'll American, and we don't we don't doubt that. But, I don't but, know what's going on yeah, outside right. the borders of Greg the is, continental. Greg you is know, multicultural, and I, I, it would have been a nice or so spot I thought. for you to help. I've, I've, I've last watched like a TV show that was not part of uh, what Patrick Claiborne would be called the Lachevers on Netflix, like, you know, about a year ago. So you can't ask the me to— The Lachevers? What is yeah. that? I'm not, what I'm is not certain going what that here? means. Uh, that's the ultimatum, queer love. That's uh, love is blind, you know. Those are the only shows you watch? I mean, in terms of, like, TV shows <laughs> lately, it's been a while. You know, if you just invite <laughs> us over your house once, we could have a nice like little, sports, like, binge Sports session. books and a little reality. You know. All right, know where, where were we? I don't know where to go with this. Uh, well, no, I, I, I think I was suggesting that I, the bills to me... Oh, should be executed. Well, because yeah. if, if, if you can't handle this spot, although, like... They are a different team on the road. You can't do but it like, anymore. Just like how, can't how many weeks are we going to keep saying Josh Allen's the but best I'm quarterback? Saying, it's the best team in the AFC, well, no matter what. If, if, yeah. Even if they win, they're, they have the Cowboys next week. So it's still, it just stays very difficult. But I'm with you. They, they are, we should note Von Miller, who Dan you know, mentioned uh, last week on the show after his domestic violence arrest, uh, is expected to play in this game. I'm a little surprised by well, that's the weird thing with the NFL because, like, the case is sitting in a place right. where they haven't ruled on it, and it's awkward to have them go out there. But it, like, from a football angle, purely, like, the Von Miller's kind of not really been a factor. That precedent, like, right? And that's a problem. Like, I think, like, you, you, you get, you're getting a good version of Josh Allen in some of these games, but not always the one you want. But I will say, under Joe Brady, I don't know if it's because, like, we have no other choice to do this at this point. But what nine rushes for Josh Allen uh, in their last performance? Like he, like they were trying to kind of shy away from that and not have that be an element of their offense. But you don't have a choice now. Well, it's mostly him because it's not like they're caught. There's a design runner too, and, and and they've worked. But he also, I think, is kind of like, okay, it's go time. I got to start running. Remember he did that his rookie year. Suddenly, it was like, oh wow, Josh Allen is awesome. And it's like at the end of every season, Josh Allen's like. Okay, it's go time. I need to just start running. And I have I have concerns. You mentioned the, the good Chiefs defense. Are they a good defense? Like they they started I mean, out well. Good. They've been are they they've great? Been, they were being meet. presented as great. They have been great. Yeah. They're they're twenty fifth in the league since their bye, according to EPA. I mean, that's only three games. It's a small sample size, but they haven't been a difference maker. Nick Bolton is expected to return, which I think is really big for them because they lost 
Drew Tranquil, and they've been just injured at that position, but they might not have their left tackle, Donovan Smith. A man named Wanya Morris, who I was not familiar with, played 42 snaps last week or something, and uh, graded out very well, so maybe they don't need Donovan Smith. Um, If the Chiefs' defense isn't good, they're going 10-7. and I think they're good. They're going home in the middle of January. Are they like... You know, a huge difference maker. They haven't been against like the best offense. Kansas City Chiefs, what are you? you I think they are just what we're watching. All right. By the way, this is for Eric, producer Eric. The Bills have never lost after the bye under Sean McDermott. The Bills also have the fifth highest point differential plus 101. So Mm. those are positives. That's like. What what's your fan confidence one to ten right now? Uh, six. Okay, that's pretty. I take that. Feels very on the fair. road in Kansas City. Yeah, I would take that. Andy Reid sixteen and one in December with these Chiefs teams. So there's like clashing historical mm. stats. And uh, finally, they're gonna have to put Romo, Josh Allen v Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. You have to put him on a, a, a delay, like a two second delay, <laughs> just because there's gonna be kids watching and it's yeah. not in like it's this is not silk stockings. Right. This uh, is not erotic. Yeah, this yeah. isn't channel ninety nine with the scrambler box. This this is this is America watching this game and we need to be clean, Tony. I keep I it give, together. I, I will come out of this game giving Romo some credit because at this point, um he has covered I think roughly seven seventy five Patrick Mahomes games and it's like you have to keep coming up with new things to say. He doesn't though. <laughs> That's the problem, but it's he's like, like ah, the, Jim, he's doing I, it again. I, I think he's having a nice comeback season. I know you keep saying that, but I, 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 don't, I think he's not, actually, you can see, he, I think he saw everyone was getting on him and you can see going into the games. He has these little nuggets where that showed he did a little bit of ah, Jim, research. Jim, look, he's doing it. Like, oh, only Mahomes. About, I mean, Mahomes, oh, I boo-hoo. Get it, like. boo-hoo Chiefs fans. I had to watch Phil Sims do 75,000 Tom Brady games. So. Yeah. Oh, you've been what, through, you've been through a, the battle. What a gauntlet tough. for you. Yeah. That was the game of the week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook and use code ATN. That's code ATN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Mark, second overall pick. Okay, we got to pick up the pick. I like, I'm going to go Seattle at San Francisco. Interesting. Uh, Late game. Uh, I kind of feel like we've talked so much about the Niners at this point that it's like, can you just keep it going? And and you're kind of in a place where you could take Seattle almost completely out of the picture at this point. What's happening to the Seahawks over the last couple, you know, the last month or so tells me they're just not a playoff team. Can they sneak in in the NFC? Sure. But I, I just don't trust them on any level. Their defense has fallen completely off a cliff. Um, they lost to Baltimore 37-3. to uh, They completely fell apart against the Rams when they should have taken that game. The Niners are essentially their kryptonite. They, they played hard against the Cowboys, but it's like you still gave up 41 points. It's like you're a Pete Carroll team, and I don't trust your defense on any level. I think really the situation is that Geno Smith versus the Niners, the Seahawks versus this version of the Niners last couple of seasons – they just haven't shown up. And I want to say one quick thing about the whole Brock Purdy MVP situation is that there was a lot of talk about that he's just simply riding on a sled down a snow hill with yards after the catch. Um, he, his <laughs> yards after the catch numbers for MVP winners are less than Aaron Rodgers the last two seasons, less than Patrick Mahomes the year before that, and less and, and those three guys. Like he, yeah. he, They're less. 
So it's like that. That is Good a bit. Stat. It's a bit of a phantom argument where it's like this isn't the only reason he succeeds. I, think, I don't want to have this conversation for the 18th time, but it's like it's yeah, not. I think just it's this, this thing. Well, then people broke out the screen passes are like four times more effective for him than any other. I was going to say the, the irony is that the game that allowed him to move to the top of the Vegas odds makers, which is this Eagles game came off of that. Yeah. That this was a big yak game for the Niners, but I I'm with you. Come on. Yeah. I think the, we, the, oh, I mean, I'm are we, the, we don't have to make this case when he's now the number one. No, favorite. that's right. That's right. Yeah. I will say Seattle, the one problem they have too, which is not, you know, it's not on them in terms of their performance. They're really banged up right now. Right. They're pretty banged up. They, By the way, Jamal Adams. Bro, come back to us. No, oh, I know what you mean. The, what an this, absurd thing for a human being to do. You have a, a Jets beat writer that you have beef with who, who I hated this. quote tweets a um, shot of you failing to cover Jake Ferguson on any level. And then you reply by posting a photo of that reporter's wife. Him and his wife. Uh, and and yeah. mocking her appearance. And then when you have a couple days to sit with it, and obviously there was a lot of criticism, and even your coach says that's not what we do, you don't back down? Like, that, you want to talk about La Raville Magnifique? It is. He said, when they go low, we, I go lower, which in, that, a different, in a different circumstance would be a funny response, but not. And the, like the Jamal Adams Seattle experience has been D minus. Well, that, that's the problem is... He that might is, be that the gentleman's F uh, might be too kind. Right. That yep. it, he's emblematic to me of what's wrong with this team, which is like you can see him pop and have a splash player too, and be like, oh yeah, Jamal Adams, he can make a difference. Uh, but the sum of their parts are really disappointing. Twenty fourth in DVOA. Pete Carroll just gets owned by two separate coaches in his own division. He's going to be zero and four against them again unless they win this game. Sean McVay, and and. Kyle Shanahan. And I do wonder, like you were talking about hot butts, like there are always I was just thinking that there are always surprises, but like if you're just completely owned by two coaches in your own division and your defense and you're a defensive head coach has been mediocre to bad for six years running. This is not a small sample size. He could be in in a little bit of trouble. So he needs to somehow cook up something. And really I think him cooking up something is you know, hope Gino, and, and it'd be very difficult to do. Uh, Gino and the offense can just put up thirty-five again because I, I just don't think the Seahawks defense is going to be able to hold down the Monsters. It's not yeah, going to happen. And at that, if they put up thirty-five, the desert um, has the Niners uh, winning by ten and a half points. So Ooh. that would mean the the Niners put but up. That makes sense. That makes sense. Forty-five and a half points, tough to do. Because even that Cowboys game didn't feel sustainable. They have great players, but like Gino's was under so much pressure that night. He actually faced one of the higher pressure rates he's faced all season. So it's not like they suddenly started playing better. They just sort of played out of their minds for three quarters before, you know, falling in that. I don't know. It's just tough to do. Doesn't it feel like the Chase Young edition, you know, has worked where it's like it's added this like extra weight on offense. That's the defense. That's the difference. That's the whole thing with me and Purdy is like he hasn't really been playing that much different all season. Their defense just stunk for three weeks and he was on the wrong end of some turnover uh, luck for three weeks. Their defense, which everyone is killing Wilkes for, is number two in in EPA since the bye. And they're now starting to dial up very game-specific stuff. You saw that last week against the Eagles where they're getting very creative and their linebackers are just outrageously good and, and lets them do something different every week. Um, the Seahawks have one playoff win in the last seven years. 
Um, you know, they've been competitive, and Carroll is a great face of the franchise in terms of, you know, they love him, obviously, up there. Uh, but at a certain point, you need to see results again and deep playoff runs. Uh, all right, Greg, you are up. All right. I will take the Ravens, favored by seven, at home against the Rams. Fun game. Big uh, test here for the, the Rams defense, especially, which has been playing really out of their heads. Uh, but going up against a, a Ravens run defense, which I think has gotten slept on like a little bit that the worry with Greg Roman was like, oh, well, you know, you might lose something with the running game. They were such a special run attack and their numbers this year are up there with some running attacks historically, like especially ver- compared to what the rest of the league is, how far ahead they are compared to the rest of the league. It's right there or above actually where they were in their running attack in 2018 with Lamar Jackson. So it's like Lamar Jackson reminds they, they say in the NFL, NBA, sometimes there's certain players like Giannis or Luca or whatever. Like it's like, Oh, he's you step into the season and you like the baseline is 40 wins. Lamar is like a baseline top three running attack. doesn't matter Football what he does. Completely different than basketball. It's not always that different Mark. Uh, and so to for Mark, the, let the point go yeah, and from let's a just previous have a talk. show, but for okay. the Rams that try to hold up, for four quarters to me is, is, is a tough ask against a Ravens team. That's been a weirdly injured team all year, but they didn't have a ton of season ending injuries. Sure. And actually right now, they're almost completely healthy. Rashad Bateman was the only player out of 53 that missed practice on Wednesday coming out of the bye. Hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's nice though. That's big. Cause how many, yeah. And it's been Lamar the last two years. Like, you want to see what this team could do uh, at full strength. Marcus in Williams is a big guy for them. The up front, they've had guys in and out. They're they're healthy now. They do have to work around the Mark Andrews absence. That's a I good point. I was totally wrong. Could he come back? They he, said maybe IR, for the so, playoffs. Yeah, like so it would be late. Um, but but to your point, they're number two, um, in EPA as a running team. They've been great. Lamar Jackson right now, um, is having, I would argue, like I know he I know he had the MVP season, but. The version of him right now in this offense to me is more balanced. It's it's what you've been waiting for. He's never had a higher completion percentage or yards per attempt than at this point. Um, you, you're getting a little more from Odell Beckham. Like Zay Flowers has been an absolute like green light as a draft pick. Uh, their defense has been stout. Like they've only trailed this season 45 minutes plus the entire year. I mean they're they're just a solid good team. Uh, the Rams, though, right now are on a hot hot streak. Like they've won three straight. They've scored thirty six plus in two the last two games. Matt Stafford has seven touchdowns in his last two games. I think Kyron Williams changes everything they can do. And so this Rams team to me is sort of a berserker down the stretch that can really hang with anyone. It seems like I kind of love what they did against Cleveland. I mean, to put it on Cleveland's defense that way, even though you're going to Baltimore, I think that there is a chance that the Rams can hang around in this game. McVay versus McDonald. Just Mike McDonald. Just when the Rams have the ball, McVay versus Mike McDonald and this Ravens defense, who to me is the best defense in the league, is one of the most exciting matchups of the week. I don't think the other side of the Rams are going to be able to hold up to keep it close enough. Probably. But that is a great matchup, Danny. That revive <laughs> McVay against this defense. <laughs> Okay, Greg. Um, yeah, I think the uh, Rams are in a lot of trouble here. I think we could we could sell that, and maybe it will turn out that way. But I think the Ravens at home, Rams coming across the country, and I, I think uh, Lamar. The difference between the MVP year 
It felt to me a little more electric then, and it was like a little bit of a different type of Lamar. As a little a, unprecedented too. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it was There's just no like question. this guy is outrageous what he's doing on the field, and he was just making look people look stupid. Lamar now is like, I know it's like cliche, but he's like a more mature player, and you could see the way he's able to go through progressions, and I think that completion percentage you mentioned that he's become a better passer. And when he needs it with his legs, he can go get it. But it's not its not like something, if without it, he is no longer a good quarterback. He's just a really strong, well-rounded quarterback. And I think one of the subplots, Greg, when you think about Greg, when you think about um, uh, the offseason was, man, anybody could have had him. If they really wanted him. They could have gone and got him probably. They tried. The Falcons had and to announce that they were not interested immediately. No. And how foolish. Who would want Lamar Jackson in Atlanta? All those teams, how foolish do you feel right now i hope they feel foolish it is i i find the rams interesting <laughs> from another angle that like if you thought that they were going to succeed in a year where most of us had them winning like four or five games that obviously it would be stafford and like cooper cup and it's like cooper cup hasn't crossed 40 don't know worry about yards cooper. Since, that body yeah since like october 15th and he hasn't have, been healthy in two years I, anyway, yeah. and they but, haven't been on the same page sometime it has been uh a little bit of a bummer there uh, all right, uh, Greg, snakes back to you. Okay, unconventional pick here. I almost took it right away. Wouldn't have mattered. They're both at the same time. Bucks, Falcons, two and a half point spread. The Falcons are favored at home. I, you know, have a uh, you know, dirty fascination with this terrible division. And this game Gross. just feels, I wanted to take it. I wanted to watch it live because I, now that we're getting later in the season, this this Buccaneers team, which is as forgettable, I guess, as, as almost any team in the, the league, this does feel like a winner-go-home type of game. And I know, yeah, the Falcons could fall apart uh, down the stretch, but this would give the, the Falcons a, a two-game lead over them with just four to play. And am I crazy? I, I should know this off the top of my head. The Falcons, didn't they beat them already? So it would be a two-game sweep. 16-13, yes, beat them at week the buzzer. seven. Right. Yeah. That was, that, that was the game where... Bajan uh, didn't really play. Yeah, he had a headache. So everyone was confused about that. And I just look at this matchup and I see like these two teams. I mean, he had like migraines or something crazy. Headache slash migraine. He wasn't feeling well. Don't these two teams. That's what they said. It's the same thing. But yeah. (laughs) Like I know Mark wants to cross out teams. Desperately. But I just feel like this team, this division, no one's going to get crossed (laughs) out. So the, the fate of this division is for them all to be six and seven after this week. And for that, that just feels like what well, that's the fate of this division. Saints probably get the win over the Panthers. And that for that to happen, the Bucks need to win this game. And they're catching the Falcons at a time where they probably don't have AJ Terrell, who had a concussion. Jeff Okuda's banged up. Caleb McGarry, their uh, tackle, is banged up. They've, they had a, a bunch of injuries all of a sudden. I want to see what happens with the Bucks injury report because... Vita Vea did not practice Wednesday with a toe injury. Um, we'll see. That sometimes that means nothing. Uh, but Jamel Dean, Devin White also didn't like did not return to practice this week yet. So far, I think that that's your defense right there. That all that matters a lot. Levante David return, which that is even that's big. This this game. So yeah, didn't when they. I think it's fair to look back at how it ha- how it played the first time out because I don't think they're that different than they were back then. Um, Ritter played one of his cleaner games. Uh, he was 19 for 25 with 250 yards. He was good on the ground. He also lost three fumbles, though. So it's like no matter what, Den- like Ritter's going to do something to, to, to X out what, you know, the, the advantage he's creating. But you, you do add Bijan Robinson to the mix. Um, 
I don't know. I think the Bucks to me are just about as milk toast and average as you could possibly imagine. And Mayfield though has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league on the road in terms of touchdown <laughs> interception like ratio. All right, sell it. I like well, it. So he's got 12 t- touchdowns and three picks on the road. Only Jordan Love has a better ratio. That's just from that one angle, but I think Mayfield battles every week. Mike Evans has battled every week and they stay in these games. They were even with the Falcons this first time that took a last second kick for them to win. Um, I just don't trust either team to do anything for, uh, week after week. And, no. le- and please don't tell me about the Falcons and their top 10 defense. Like go watch that game. They, they just played against the Jets. They're, they've been playing bad teams all year. So they're allowing 20 points a game. That's, that's seventh in the league. They're top 10 in yards per allow, allowed a game. They're tied for first and rushing TDs allowed. Their third down percentage is second in the league. Their opposition red zone touchdown percentage is first. In the wow. League. It's like great data, great data points. Uh, but go look who they're playing. And, and if, if, if Baker Mayfield has a good Baker day, they're going to go to work on this defense and they're not going to look so hot. Okay. That that's, just That's why it in. And people get on me sometimes. So, you know, I lean on the DVOA. I love it. the guys at, at Football Outsiders. EP. Is he no, gonna? I'm not going to do it. Oh. Uh, that's why I love them, though, because you, you gave all the, the basic bro numbers that, right. that the announcers for this game are going to say. They're 25th in defensive DVOA. So they're looking at Don't the numbers and in. the opponents and saying this actually uh, isn't a very oh, good yeah, defense. They, they shut down uh, Tim Boyle <laughs> and Trevor Simeon. Uh, what a what a performance they, on the road. Jonathan Vilma, come back to us. Vilma's having uh, a bad year. We uh, want to talk about people having a good year. Tony Romo bounce back here. Vilma is yes. drifting away. Okay. Just okay. a take. But well, you mentioned Moving that. On. I'm not allowed yeah, to because Greg gets uncomfortable, but. <laughs> no, I just like away. his spirit. Like, oh, I don't think he's like elite, oh. but I like his, his style that he just has a lot I of I think energy. some of the spirit we've lost, we've lost like the yeah. Jesus Christ and some of that fun stuff. And what we're left with is, mm. I don't know. The Falcons would be four four and zero in the division if they win this. I do want to that matters. Go, give a quick shout out. Kalijah Kansi was a defensive rookie of the month in the NFC uh, last week, and man, he was flashing last week. So that looks like a very nice pick there by the Bucks. Good job, Kalijah Kansi. Great, great. All right, uh, keep moving. Let's keep moving. Please. Let's keep moving. Mark, back to you. All right, uh, I'm going to take an early game. I'm going to go Browns at Jaguars. Uh, TBD on. The Jaguars starting quarterback. I don't think we're going to get him. What do you think? Like, it sounds to me like a real stretch. It's really difficult for us where we're taping to state it one way or the other, but he's got a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I think that's a lot. On a short week. I I think they've talked about it. They're 50 50. They've talked about it in like a weird fashion where it's like they're providing hope. Um, I am totally with you. I don't know how like even the human body would do that. Although those high ankle sprains are all different. Um, So you're going to get CJ Bethard in Cleveland. I I think. Say Bethard? Yeah, used to say beat hard, remember? I did not used to say that. No. Did you see Brett Rippian signed with the Jets? I'll I'll shift to say Brett Rippin now if you really if I must be, you know, told how Correct. to how to say things. <laughs> Go ahead. Be- I, no, I mean, Beth Hard. <laughs> Bathard? He yes, he I did. Mean, he was okay when he played. I mean, the he almost fumbled. Of, he incredible <laughs> Washington general manager, you know. He almost fumbled away the uh, first snap of the game and would have lost the game, but he didn't. He wasn't out of his. He depth. wasn't bad. That was yeah. a weird game. I mean, it was a weird place we'll to come see. into the game. Like, uh, I, I, I kind of think that you know, Cleveland's defense has floated away. Um, the Denver game was was unappealing. Last week was unappealing. Uh, I don't believe that Miles Garrett is healthy. Uh, Amari Cooper is banged up on offense. Like Flacco looked. Probably as good as you could possibly hope for last week, outside of the one fatal interception that doomed them. Um, I, I feel like Cleveland's just trending down 
out of this playoff race a little bit. And so this is an incredibly important game, and they're fortunate to face potentially a backup quarterback. I don't trust them. I think their defense is, is veering away from special. They do it. They have Denzel Ward back, which matters, but they, they've been banged up. But it's like they are literally but the they're second. they're going against CJ. But if you get right. Bethard. That, no, that matters. Then and you, you're you at home, no right? But they, they have that's, been the worst. That's kind of how they built the up a lot of these numbers they, no, they've against been the bad second, quarterbacks. Right. They've been the second worst passing team in the league. Second or third all year long. And it, it's looked like it. They are about Who? to become the Browns. They were about to I thought we were offense. saying they were like. On a, offense. No, oh, on oh, offense. Oh, on offense. No, on offense. And like they are. There's a weird stat. If Flacco starts and he will, like, um. They will become just the 13th team since 1950, which is 73 years ago, to have four different quarterbacks start multiple games in a season. A lot has to go wrong for that to happen. So in, from that angle, I'd give Kevin Stefanski, the coaching staff, and the team a lot of credit to even be where they are and still in the hunt at the number six is seed. It, is it just me? Or has Cleveland gotten a lot of these games where a, a starter gets hurt yes. and then they all of a sudden are playing a bad Yeah, but, but you know what? If you look at all these playoff teams, yeah. they've all gotten that those games. And a lot the, of them. The, yeah. whole, the whole league has gotten those. It's not, they're but not them especially. But they, I'd love but, to see that data point. Right. They've also been the team that's been without their starting quarterback like in through 80% of the season. So yeah. well, I you think, can look at it through. I guess just, what I'm saying is with, with their defense – that is, I think something similar happened with the Jets last year. Then they yeah. got a lot of backups and kind of a hob up. up I mean, they have been a, they have been a good defense when though, beyond that. When yeah. they've when they've had bigger matchups and, and scarier teams, the defense all of a sudden doesn't look so historic anymore. So, but take care of business here. Let's sure. go. Well, what happened to Jacksonville's defense against a backup last week? Well, That's I ne- I've, I've never totally bought in to Jacksonville's defense. I think they're I think they're solid, but I would be worried about them. Tyson Campbell, who is supposed to be their number one corner, really good player, but then got hurt and came off that injury and just didn't seem right last week. Joe Flacco threw the ball downfield 10 plus yards more than any Browns quarterback in the last five years. So he's out there and he's got to sling it and you need good pass protection to get that. And teams playing against the Jaguars usually get pretty good pass protection because it's Josh Allen and that's about it uh, in terms of their pass rushers. Overall, one of the, um, most disappointing pass rush teams in the league. And I, I really think the Christian Kirk injury and maybe Walker Little, because now they're on their third left tackle, got a little overlooked because of Trevor. And it's disappointing. Trevor was playing so well the, the three weeks before that injury. But losing Kirk and Trevor and potentially your left tackle, like yes. that is a, that's a cascading. Uh, I know I'm not locking up the Browns, but they are favored by three in this game. I don't know if that makes you feel any better. I mean, that, the spread never makes me feel anything. Okay. I'm just saying they're there's not real like, life. And they're not, that they're not underdogs in this game by any means is what I'm saying. Assess by stone. Oh, uh, well, I'll say one thing that we are doing. Um, we assess spice well, again. I don't know. It is my, like <laughs> I combine with spice rack. <laughs> yes. The longtime lifelong friend of Chris Wesleyan and yes. our friend as well. Um, we combine now to make picks yes. on the NFL's website and what we've done is gone totally rogue from what you'd hope people would do. Like this week, we were the only team that picked the Titans. Um, and so you get that fan base all on your side. But then last week, uh, Spice Rack, and I, you know, this was, he, I think he had a post Joe Burrow, he was anti Bengals and he picked right. them to lose 33 to nothing. Um, How'd that go? That went poorly, as, as we all know, the way, the way that game turned out. There are a lot of people tweeting both of us asking, you know, what on earth is happening here? So I reached out to some people behind the scenes here, oh, yeah. Greg, to get oh my where gosh. they actually rank in the standings. Well, because the, the standings say the top five, and then it's like a participation award. They right. won't list six through ten for some reason. 
and this this is this is actually good and bad for you, yeah. uh, Mark. Okay. Um, the good thing is, uh, we don't know where you actually are in the standings. Okay, good. That is good. Um, uh, because this person that I reached out to didn't feel comfortable giving me the full rundown. Uh, the bad news is, it must be really bad for him not to do that. So I don't disagree, but I will, and I say, like, from the angle... If that, you were one game out of fifth, he probably would have told but so, yeah, so there's two, there's two ways to play this, just yes. to be real. And, like, uh, w- when Greg goes and makes picks on his television show, right? Right. He is, debut, like... Friday. You're, like, out. you're so... He's... it's His entire world is based around that. Right. That's what you think? Yeah. Sess and Spice picked four overtimes this game, overtime games this I week. I instinctually agreed we, with him, so no, but we maybe. Like, we just, like, we picked the biggest <laughs> underdogs we can to create that That's, moment okay. out online where it's like we're him. the only team picking, like, the right, worst Tommy team. Lee Jones, take us away here. I shouldn't have brought it up. It's called <laughs> being did. a showman. Showmen. There were two of us. The internet's on fire. All right, I'm up. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but. Um, all right, I got a two-pack here. Let's start. With the team of around the NFL, let's get a little Dick Banks. Let's hear him. Let's 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 go. Let's go. It's time. It's time for the Vikings to show us why. You could take that down. I I like that they. I like that O'Connell stuck with Dobbs. Yes. Because, yes, it was a wretched Monday night game. And is that within Dobbs's rainbow of outcomes? Yeah, we got the worst Dobbs. But let's not forget that Josh Dobbs has done a lot of good things for the Vikings uh, before that. And before you go and get so caught up in your feelings about how poorly he played in that Bears game, let's give him a chance with Justin Jefferson. And if, if things don't work against a Raiders team that is middling at best, go ahead. If you're so excited about the rest of your depth chart that you've been developing, I understand it that these coaches are excited about the guys on the depth chart typically. So go ahead, but give Dobbs this chance. So the Vikings who seem to be in the driver's seat, uh, Mark, uh, for a wild card spot now, kind of you need this win because I could see this spinning out mm. uh, for them if they don't find a way to win on the road here against the Raiders. I think it's like we celebrated Josh Dobbs for in multiple spots over the past you know calendar year, rolling into town and like winning games three hours after showing up and like putting a uniform on. And then it's like, it's unacceptable that he has a meltdown. It's like, it seems very probable that a meltdown would occur. And it, it, it didn't look good, but I still think the things that a that we know about Josh Dobbs remain true. Like an incredibly smart quarterback, a guy who probably over the course of the bye week that came at the perfect time um, has learned a lot more than other quarterbacks might over that course of that time that the coach, something happened where if, you know, if O'Connell lost faith in them in that moment, and that was that you're right, Greg, that you mentioned it on Wednesday show, a terrible fourth pick, but like, this is a quarterback you can still believe in. It's better than their other options. Justin Jefferson is practicing in full for the first time you know, in eight weeks, like it's arrow up. And I don't know how you could possibly argue to go to a different quarterback. You should beat this Raiders team. Um, I don't really care that it's on the road that much. It's like the Vikings to me uh, are spicier on defense. Like there's just, let's go, let's just get back to who we were. Right. Here's what we know about the Vikings with Jefferson back him and Addison are up there with the best one, two combinations in the league. Addison's a big time player. I, I love I love Addison. Hawkinson's having a really nice season. Hell of a tight end. Josh Dobbs adds a little bit 
to their running game, which has struggled. But his running ability is going to add a little spice to this whole mix. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's a good head coach. We know he's a good head coach, and he's had a week to get ready. And oh, by the way, on the other side of the ball, you got safeties coming Uh-oh. out of your pockets. Uh-oh. Well, how many safeties can you put on the field? 17? Brian Flores will 11 max. do it. <laughs> and you know who's been buying tickets this week? to Las Vegas, Minnesota Vikings fans who are sick of being in that cold weather up there and they're going down to Vegas and they're going to watch the Vikings lock it up. Samesies. (laughs) Double it up, baby. Are you doing this again? Double it up. And another one. And another one. You cannot be doing this again. I'm with Greggy. Let's check out the standings, by the way, while we're here. Uh, all right, so we got Greg what? and Dan twelve and one. Uh, the Westbrook League's ten and three. <laughs> in quotes, Sessler seven six, and then Dan hands is six and seven. We in know there's quotes. all sorts in of quotes. Yeah, you gotta yeah. watch for the. Well, I thought the season you're you're inconsistent here because you only joined me <laughs> a week ago. So you're it says just, Greg and Dan twelve Greg and one. Greg and Dan are one. I and do not. I'm not responsible <laughs> for the graphics. Okay. Yes, so you are. Something we are. Me you uh, are. Yes, we are having yeah. a very nice season, and let's just close it out. I guess is all I, I can mean, say. There's a point. lot of weeks to go. Uh, I'm fine with you on board. I have to admit, you've already won in some ways because you're. It, you. I thought about you this morning as I debated. You're gonna lock against the Jets. <laughs> I thought about. I, I thought you were gonna do that. I thought about locking <laughs> against the Jets. It's only three and a half. Uh, and then I was like, that'll make you annoyed. But then I thought, what if the no, Jets win? It? Actually, you'll be happy. <laughs> and then it was, but you know what? I ultimately am a cold, calculating son of a gun. And I, in my you. heart, I, I believe in the Vikings winning that game more than I do in the Texans, actually. In my heart, I do believe really? the Vikings are the best pick on the board. That's what I always do. I don't, I don't, I pick, I'm not, I'm not a showman. As you point out, it happened to work out that I'm believing in a team of ATL, I, but I believe they're a much better team than the Raiders who are might be, you know, Max Crosby, that practicing Colton Miller. I believe they're better. We I don't want to, we don't want to do a rainmaker on the Texans this week. I think you and I can get behind that no. as a rainmaker <laughs> too. This is absurd. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing that's terrible for Greg is that no matter what, let's say Greg wins I the title, win. no I matter what, <laughs> like it will go down as history as a, a co-win. No, but it will not go down will, in you, any history. Within a month, you will have, you know, spun the message Listen, that you lifted Greg up down the street. I know. I know I'm an ass. <laughs> I just want everyone to, when I'm gone one day, remember me as a lovable ass. That's, okay. that's all I ask. That's fair. Not the bad kind. That works out. Okay. Uh, one Raiders note, just to give them, their fans, just, just one second about their team. Uh, I'm intrigued by Aiden O'Connell coming off that last Chiefs game. Played very well in that game. He has been. Okay. So this, Okay. In general, the this Raiders tough, have been a professional this is a, unit. This is a tough Way spot. This is here. a tough spot under against Flores. Uh, to uh, again, uh, Patriots. Oh, the coaching tree is so bad. How about a little Patriots <laughs> assistant off here, Patrick Graham of the Raiders, the defensive coordinator versus Brian Flores. Now that's a sell. That is a sell. Uh, Long time assistants together. Anything else on this game? So, what are the chances we get Jefferson? I think a hundred percent. I mean, I think Thank they, God. I think they wouldn't be doing this. He's, unless he's practicing they fully. He's officially go. active. This was for me when I, I felt good about team of ATN Jefferson returning was kind of like what pushed it over the finish line. Cause there's not a more fun wide receiver to watch in the sport. Than uh, Double J the team of ATN brand needs this win. Big time. A pretty good narrative if they lose too, because we get to go down though. See, you spiraled once upon a time with the Vikings. I, I could see entertainment value out of this team spiraling as well. 
Yeah, but it's not on me this no. time. I was getting blamed no. left and right. Like, oh, so, like, well, you we pushed voted, that through legislation. No, we voted. No, back. we voted unanimously. But it's oh, oh Mark made a Remember bad decision. Remember how hard and Mark pushed text, that one a few years back? He's like, all right, Mark. Now I'm getting right. texts left and right about like a team that I have nothing to do with is failing. Like this is not. I'm not that vicariously attached to anything. So, are you are you attached to the Vikings? This time, yes. I really like the Josh Dobbs element the most. Okay. That that's, that's what all pulled, I need to hear. That's what pulled me in. Yes. That's all we need to hear because we're in this together. I've not said a single word otherwise. I and just say they need to they need to create a little more juice. And you know it was probably a really it was probably a really rough two weeks for Flores and for O'Connell, who blew that game together as mm-hmm. much as anyone on the field. Hand in hand. And you had to sit with that and stew over that for all that time. So I know that they're not gonna coach harder <laughs> on Sunday, but you know, if you've ever been motivated to clean they're up better. your own mess. They're, they're more talented. They're better. They should. I feel good team. about this one, Greggy. I think we're going to keep on rolling. Uh, I will keep on rolling. Did we say the spread on that one, by the way? Yeah, Vikings by three. Okay. Um, let's keep on rolling. Let's talk about that uh, Texans-Jets game. Uh, it is Texans. The spread, the line actually moved down uh, with the announcement from Robert saw that Zach Wilson is playing. <laughs> that was interesting. I think it's, it's. I think it's fair. It's fascinating because Wilson was, you know, amongst the very worst starters in the league before he got benched. Uh, but that tells you how badly the Jets managed their backup quarterbacks underneath him, to the point where they cut Tim Boyle this week. Tim Boyle was their starter on Sunday. Not it, it, they just said, oh, you know, this guy that we brought in and developed all through the off season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a guy like has such little value after we got to look at him. He gone. So now they got Brett Rippon, um, who, by the way, was talking with our he friend gone. Jordan Rodriguez of the athletic Rippon is a class act and a really good dude and a hard worker. Um, but the hope for Salah is that Wilson takes them to the finish line and they could get a couple wins here and keep their dignity. The Texans, this is, they're the story here. Um, Nice setup here for them, Greg, to um, keep rolling. Now it is interesting. We are now in the in the post Tank Dell era, and how does that change their offense moving forward? Yeah, I want to see John Mechie or Robert Woods step up. I, I don't think they'll be the same. When you take away Dell, you just you're stacking parts of this team offensively that you do worry about a little bit. You don't have a running game. And then you don't really have great receiver depth if Dalton Schultz isn't back this week behind Nico Collins. Because I'm thinking of that play at the end of the first half, I believe it was, where Stroud overthrew Mechie for the touchdown wide open. And everyone was like, oh, that you know, Stroud making a mistake for once. And I, I did wonder if that's Tank Dell. You know, he, it was kind of like an improvised play. Would just the feel have been better? He was like, he points to go deep. I, I don't know. There, there's no way to know that. The good thing is that their defense... In their pass rush, Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, I think they are getting better. So they, I think the defense is getting better, and they're playing, obviously, one of the worst offense in the league. So go win by uh, two scores. I mean, the, I like the Come Texans. On. I think they're a better-than-average team. But John McClain pointed out uh, of the Chronicle, or it used to be the Chronicle, that I think it's seven straight games has come down to 30 seconds or less for the Texans. So it's not like they're a dominant team. They're a fun team. And it kind of would. It's why I didn't want to lock this game. It kind of wouldn't surprise me if the Jets' D balls out, and I would expect the Texans to win that last minute. But it wouldn't surprise me if it comes down to that last. Can minute. they score fourteen points? Because I just don't see the Jets getting to that right. Number. Like I kind of expect yeah, it's going to be Zach do. Wilson needing to get a touchdown down four, and they're driving, and it doesn't work out. But a game like that, yeah, they 
they uh I feel like every Sunday, uh, you know, in the witching hour, we're watching like either CJ Stroud or the opponent of CJ Stroud go up and down the field trying to do one last thing. They each of these games have done that. I kind of think though from another angle, coaching and players and a lot of young players, like they've also gone three and two in those games. Um it, you know, they a nail biter loss to the Jaguars. They were nipped by the Panthers. I know they want that game back. But it's like they're in these games and they're learning to win in weird ways. And I, I kind of like that about them. I think that overall the development of this roster is one of the better stories around because like they're drafting well. Like Will Anderson is a genuine star. Um He's in got the that making. dog in him. Absolutely. Like Stroud, we know about him. But it's not just that. It's like Derek Stingley, you know, two picks last week, a total game changer. Or in the last three weeks. Yeah. It's just like it kind of feels like a team, and I'm I know I've talked about him a lot. It's like I think they're gonna win a playoff we'll, game. Win a playoff game, yeah. Maybe multiple ones. Maybe multiple I really ones. think they're gonna get coach of the year. They're gonna get assistant coach of the year. They're gonna get offensive rookie of the year if Stroud doesn't do something more Ooh. than that. Offensive player of gonna? the year. Well, why not? Like what? There's no reason that Stroud oh, could up. be money in the bank. I think Stroud is at, like there are not oh, a lot Stroud. of good, Stroud. There's just oh. not a lot of good <laughs> stories out there, and Stroud's actually it's not just a story. He's like legitimately the, one of the future quarterbacks of the league. Well, like, he, I why did look see beyond he's minus nine thousand to win Rookie of the Year? So that one he could you can lock that in. How about Nico Collins? Minus that. Nico uh, can Collins I, can has I been talk, awesome let's too. Talk about Nico Collins here. Yeah, because with, oh they lose Tank Dell, their leading receiver. No. He's not their leading receiver. Tank Dell has been tremendous. 47 for 709 and seven touchdowns. Nico Collins is nine yards away from a thousand. He's got six touchdowns himself. He's averaging nearly 17 yards per catch. That is an all pro type season. Nico Collins. It's like him and Jordan Addison are like, hey, look at us. Give us more love. Yeah. Hey, if you we did a Nico Collins bit on NFL Plus in week three or four after the catch. You can't remember guys that tall. That break that many tackles. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's tall. This guy's bounce off him. Nico Collins could have 1,500 yards receiving. That's crazy. He's really under I the thought radar. you were going to lock it up. That was what we were waiting for. Uh-oh. Oh, somebody's going to lock it up. Well, I don't. I don't. I feel like locking against. Again, like, I don't I'm, I'm so out of the race. No, but I'm so out of the race. It's like I want to do things that are More exciting. Fun. More fun. Locking against the Jets feels gutless. That's, that's your choice. I have seen today's video, so keep the I don't take it personally mantra in your head because it is... <laughs> Kind of a doozy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> hey, heroes. Damn, this week you guessed it. I'm picking against the Jets. I jokingly said earlier in the week that Dan should get into shape and try out to be the Jets' backup quarterback. Well, I'm guessing they almost gave him a call this week since Zach Wilson didn't even want to play this week. But somehow he's going to be the starter. I mean, are you kidding me? This team's an t- absolute sh- <laughs> How can they even be considered an NFL franchise right now? This is a joke. How, the, how they're only three and a half point favorites is beyond me. The Texans are going to roll by 30. This isn't even funny. I don't even know why I'm laughing. It's a disgrace. Good luck, Jets. Better luck next year. Bye. <laughs> How much did he seem like dick. Chris West had it there? <laughs> I that was, was so Chris West. Yes. I mean, they're the sounds exactly like a yeah. laugh. They're the like, two brothers that resembled each other the most from that. Oh, uh, for I can't, sure. I'm annoyed at Nick because he he just made me have to root for the Jets. <laughs> I mean, Nick Nick uh, locked up the Jets not too long ago. Yeah. Well. Uh, no, no. Listen, as I said to MJD, who tried to like get on me in the film room uh, on Sunday night. Uh, with some Jets uh, pop. I was like, you can't kill someone who's already dead. 
Mm. Like yeah. there's nothing you could do to me that is anything worse than what that team has done to me for 40 years. So uh, that's a smart lock uh, by Nick Wessling. And you are going to be probably close to correct because that could get gnarly. We get real gnarly. All right, let's take a break and then we'll finish up. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Welcome back. Let's uh, close out this draft. Mark, you're up. Well, I'm going. I can't believe this game's still sitting out, out there. I'm going Colts at Bengals. Um, I mean, <laughs> what? Nothing. No, nothing. Like we knew, like Nick was covered it, so it's gonna stay away. From Although me. I just it, it's just for post show because now I realize I'm gonna have like four game, four early games. I mean, I think behind the glass they know I picked this game I mean, like 25 minutes ago, but that's no, okay. it, it makes you look really like a trenchant decision by you. That's good though. I think it makes me look like a like a strategy I, man, like a star. I know, but we're gonna have to flip around games now. I realize actually. All right, well that is that's nothing to do with. All right, so yeah, say you're people, up. people driving around and listening to this. Nonsense. The next pick, Mark. This game, suddenly, it's like backup. In December, typically, backup versus backup is like, check you later. But Gardner Minshew has, he, I, I know he's a little bit all over the map, but he's been really great for the Colts, considering that he's been a backup quarterback all year long. And Jake Browning, I mean, I, I guess the huge interest level for me is like, whatever we just saw happen on Monday night, which is pretty unpre- He threw for more yards than Burrow did this entire season in a game. Uh, and, you know, it's like you find out later that the words about the fact that the team, Zach Taylor and everyone else, really believed in him wasn't just nonsense, that this guy is like kind of built neck up confidence-wise a little bit differently, that he spent all offseason with Burrow, with Jordan Palmer, who's a pretty good quarterback coach, and that they said Jordan Palmer was telling people before Monday night, like on air, 
don't just discount this guy. And you could see it a little bit against the Steelers, but it was, you know, it's your first time out there. It's a tough defense. And like, it, it was like in little flashes, uh, he looked like a B minus quarterback. But then what happened against a g- pretty good Jaguars defense is remarkable because I think they're running the same offense. And suddenly, J- you know, Jamar Chase is back totally lit up. T. Higgins is there. Um, they're not getting a lot from the ground game, but he's doing it through the air. And it's like the Bengals to me are back in the race. They matter a lot. This is two playoff contenders. And this is a spicy game. I'm not saying that either one of them you can project as like AFC powers, but they do matter if you care about the fact that seven teams make the playoffs. Yeah. Cincinnati, they are still in a lot of trouble because they're, they're six and six, but they have a really bad conference record. They have a lot of tiebreaker issues. So it's still an uphill climb. However, the Browning makes them a team that's watchable and interesting. You don't want to get too caught up with one good game for a quarterback because that happens all the time also. And then all of a sudden he's back to looking average. So we'll see. And that's part of the intrigue of this game is, is he come down to earth or what? But Greg, he also he's at home. The indie defense is not uh, a group to be terrified of. So I think it does set up well. If he plays really well, then, wow, we got something cooking here. I'm ex- I'm really excited about this game. What, I think this was a great late pick by you, Mark. Awesome, Mark. Uh, he How was did all, you see it? For multiple reasons. Uh, 491 yards they had on offense, 27 first downs. I mean, everyone stepped up around him. The offensive line had one of their best games of the season. Was, I think it was second in the league in pass rush win rate last week. Ty Boyd did not step up. But uh, okay, you're right. Jamar Chase, though, was incredible. We, we, we almost gave him a little short shrift in, the, in that recap because a lot of those catches were, were difficult. He was making plays after the catch. He obviously had the bomb. I mean, that was like a star-wide receiver can make everyone around him look better. And uh, the running game adding Chase Brown, like, they they would make the season a lot more fun if they have a little staying power. And I know uh, Colts fans feel like we haven't given them enough credit. There is something to them. Yeah, we that talked it, about them a ton. We talked about them a lot, but it's just like there's something to them that it's like, how are they doing this? I don't understand. I kind of want the Bengals to win this game for these teams to both be seven and six and to kind of both be in the mix. But not so. I want Cincinnati part of our life. You want more mundane average play you want no I just want I don't want the Colts to put the Bengals away here I want the Bengals to be a fun story I like the research guide getting going off here Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning who both started the season as backup QBs will face off against each other for the first time since the 2018 Apple Cup it's crazy Jake Browning was like a senior at that point Yeah, Browning, who finished like sixth in Heisman voting as well, by the way, uh, with mm. Washington once. With we a watched bunch that of Apple stars. Cup together, you and I. I oh yeah, yeah, every second, and then yeah. we um, DVR'd it, and watched Washington it again. State. Well, yeah, well, you got to yeah. break it down. Uh, yeah, Minshew was Washington State. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Steichen though, because maybe more than any coach in the league, when the plays happen, you can kind of see. Oh, that's exactly how they were hoping it would happen in when they like did it in walkthroughs. Like, it's just these cool plays that usually end up with, like, Kylan Grayson getting 40 yards. And you're like, oh, wow, that was beautiful. What That, that was cool how they did that. And it's him a lot. And I I think uh, they're running a lot of creative stuff, even with Gardner Minshew. And that's a, that's a credit to the coaching. Um, the Colts, to their credit, and, again, why Browning balling out here would be a real eye-opener to do it two times in a row. They've been very good. Um, on defense during this uh, run, they're averaging less than five yards per um, play in, in the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all wins. 
So they are they're they're coming together, like you said. I think Mark uh, Steichen is definitely in that conversation for Coach of the Year. Uh, I think I've I've billed seven or eight coaches as Coach of the Year at this point. It means you can't be wrong. Well, you can be. Well, but I probably, you'll probably still be right. could be, but yeah. I think D'Amico, D'Amico Ryan is the favorite. Got to pick one. Steichen. I'm going D'Amico as my. I don't. Why do you hate Shane Steichen? It's a fair question. Okay, let's go. Bengals, by the way, are favored in this game. No, they're not. They're underdogs at home. Colts getting one point. I I don't like that. I'm taking. Bring some rain. Take no, but I'm taking the Bengals straight up for sure. That's unusual. I like. That's the. I like the way they went. Guess they've been winning. Uh, All right, let's go on. I need a late game, so I will. Some teams just know how to win ball games. Broncos at Chargers. Chargers getting two and a half points. I can't imagine watching the Chargers. I couldn't even imagine it. I know. I this this goes against what I was saying that I like these late season games where it's like the season's a bit on the line here. The Chargers feel just about donezo if they get to five and eight, uh, or that would be their record, right? If they lose this game mm. uh, in the division, and yet this game still does not really uh, excite me too much. I have to admit as mm. well. The offensive line's been a disappointment for the Chargers. In terms of their pass protection, certainly in terms of their their run blocking, and Staley said this week he might consider playing Josh Kelly a little more over Austin Eckler. So Jeez. that that is a, a bad sign, which I get because if you look at the numbers, Kelly, oh. ran, I was trying to find a good Derrick Henry stat. He's very high in yards after contact. I think he's like second or third in league. Derrick Henry still great, and you know I saw in that list I was like Josh Kelly was sixth per catch. I was like, oh, maybe we should get a little more Josh Kelly. And so maybe Brandon Staley was just reading my mind. Maybe. I was just at home alone. Or he's been watching he tape of Austin Eckler this year, going in slow uh, motion, dropping the okay, ball, fumbling. Okay, let's calm down. Let's, he, it's been, been nice. It's been rough, dude. It's been rough. Every be nice. Their offense. Their offense is bad. Their offense is bad. He's a part of it. Yeah. I'm well, not, no, killing a, him. He seems like oh, a nice yeah, guy. We he's a big to part him. of it. He's a big part. He, of he's it. having a surprising down year. That's what I mean. So atypical. And it's a contract year. It's not that surprising because he's because of his size and the workload that he's had the last couple of years. They were always careful with him, and then they finally juiced him up to yeah. like full time status. And you know that's. Well, what I just mean from his overall body of work, he's yeah, been very consistent. Definitely. I mean, I think like you know, there's so much disappointment around this Chargers team. Quentin Johnson. I feel like it's it's kind of like I can't wait for the season to end for him. It's like every week there's like a killer drop. He needs a yeah. He needs to turn the page. Yeah. off season and try to well, try I, this. I again. guess you wonder if he can if he can actually do it. I mean, I know in that that Patriots game, which was an eyesore. Physically, um, he looks okay. He just drops every pass. Yeah, but that's a problem. That's a problem. I'm not surprised. That <laughs> I know. He looks at least okay he's not like Nikhil Harry, which just was right. He's like, getting he separation. It's actually making it's, it even worse because right. these drops are coming with some space, and it's just like, come on, bro. Yeah, I think I. I mean, Brandon Staley is he's gone. We get it. But like, I would say if you look at this defense since week eleven, go. they've. They're the fifth best point scoring defense in the league. Like and and like like the Patriots game again was very weather bound, but it's just that I know the overall but the overall it's thing typical not though add because the, this team the whole season and really the whole Brandon Staley era, their two sides never play well at the same time. It's like if one plays great, the other one stinks. It's like forty one thirty eight Lions. If one plays great, the other one stinks. It's six zero uh, Chargers last week, and it's just. They're just. I don't think he's gone though. They 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 are the team that I'm like. Eh, just just see. You never know. They could win this game and they have a really tough know. remaining schedule as yeah, well. And they've been very bad against teams that have been over 500 so far. Uh, and and this will be of note at least in this room. Uh, we'll see how 
Dangerous bounces back from a turnover marred game last week. Can he turn the page, which he's good at turning the page, but get back to a more smart brand of football, protecting the ball, succeeding in the red zone and beating a Chargers team that quite frankly, uh, this should be something you can do. Going to be a lot of Denver fans uh, in that building as well, of course, across the side. I was um, driving around and I listened to the AM radio, sports radio. And like, do. Well, there was this like, they were doing an old school like trivia contest with a guy calling in. And the guy did very well, and he won all these. It was a bunch of Lakers and like. Uh, it must have been questions. incredibly exciting for you. Great, great drive time. But like, um, that's but great he, radio. He won the contest, but the yeah. prize was like tickets, you know, deep, like nosebleed tickets to Broncos Chargers. And I was thinking, like, does he? Do I? Does he want those? Do I want those? Did does they announce that they were nosebleeds? I just assume they're not great tickets. Come I on, just, you got to put them in the two hundred section if you're going to. They're get probably them okay. You can go online and find. They're probably Chargers at least at the tickets f- for like twenty five. At, at least right at the now, front you know? of the the three hundred. If you're a Broncos fan, have. you're in the playoff mix. You're in beautiful Southern California. You know, there's going to be a lot of people excited to be right. there. Right. This guy. This guy was from Southern. He, he was not a Broncos mm-hmm. fan. It's like, I, how excited is he about? Is he? A, I don't know what he is. That's a, the secondary market. Maybe you find uh, yeah. some people coming in from Colorado. Yeah, if you're from Denver, fly in, spend the weekend in you know L.A. and go of course see with a low a, level football game with an NFL sanctioned second um, uh, vendor. Yes, Eric. Yes, of course. Right yeah. now on a um, third party site, thirty three dollars will get you into Chargers Broncos. On what the what section? Uh, 500s. Yeah, no, I've, I've been up in the 500s. Oh yeah, Me and you're Zumwalt on, watched you're the, the Cardinals Rams game. Um, playoff game a few years back. We got to get down. I sections. walked up to where you guys were. I wasn't that, you know, right. <laughs> you were far away. <laughs> 235, <laughs> a buck 30. This act, this actually isn't funny, yeah. but my neighbor, who's an elderly woman, very nice woman. Yeah. It's not, it's not, that, that isn't funny. She it's took, <laughs> she took uh, her and her daughter went to SoFi for a Rams game last year. Didn't realize they're in the 500 section. Had a heart attack. Wait, what? I mean, why are you telling the story right now? She was okay. We still have another game to go. Greg, there are bad things in the world, and there are bad players and bad (laughs) announcers, and it's okay to talk about them. So are she's you okay? Are you oh, saying she's perfectly okay, fine? That's, that's sort of yes. what the follow up is. You're important. saying that Austin Eckler is the old lady heart attack of running backs. I'm just saying the world is a scary place, and uh, just hold the ones I just you was love surprised. tightly. I was surprised where that story hey, went. Tell, I was surprised too. But that's why it's a good story. Yeah, I think it was an incredible story. All right, let's finish up here, Greg. Uh, we still got two games left. So uh, the Lions, we haven't taken that game, right? No. This is probably going to be Dan's game. Just uh, letting you know. I'm drafting for you. Lions minus three at the Bears. Well, you need so why wouldn't you ask me what I would suck? Because I know. Be nice. here, because I know you, buddy. And you said on this very program, yes. I don't want to watch the Panthers anymore. And the Panthers are the other the option. Panthers. And nobody wants the Panthers. So I'm sticking them with Mark. And uh, you can have Lions. All right. Fun game. I, wa- I had this game. This just, is an early game? Just four yes. weeks ago. It All is right, an early game. That works for me. Okay, yes. good. Uh, <laughs> it, you, I had this game just four weeks ago. I found it incredibly entertaining because you got Justin Fields against a defense that's just not giving up a lot of resistance right now. And I don't he, have a problem with this game. He was the best player on the field that day. Love and it. They should have won it. And then their defense collapsed and gave up two touchdowns uh, at the end. I, I hope the Lions <laughs> don't make it that difficult. Again, Absolutely love it. But uh I don't know. I'm not I'm just worried about this team. This this defense has been too leaky for too long. They put Aleem McNeil on injured reserve this week, and that is a reminder. This defensive line outside of Hutchinson just ain't getting it done. Okay, how about this then? 
and Lions fans, um, plug your ears because you want this to be a special season. You're nine and three, right? For the first time since what? Well, you got a million go, years ago. Yeah, like deep old America. Um, I I define the way this is shaken out, and you never know what could happen with injuries and everything. I think success for the Lions this year is win this division, win a playoff game. Yeah, but you got to yeah. win games like this. Yes. Which I, so, I don't feel incredibly Because I just don't think they're quite there yet, uh, certainly not with the big boys uh, in the NFC. But that doesn't mean the season uh, is a failure if you don't oh, no. go deep in the playoffs. Just like close out the division, which you should be able to do, and then win a game of the playoffs. And we're moving forward another step forward for the Campbell regime. And they won't be the four seed because the NFC South will be. And so that means you will avoid the Eagles or Cowboys, which is nice. I think we're in a weird place with the Lions because it's almost like they were elevated a little bit beyond where they are, where it's like, we just wanted them to be like the number one seed or two seed. And it's like, well, they're nine and three. They could be the they one could seed, be, but they, but then also there's this, like all this fatalism around them because of their defense. And it's like, you know, we'll see what happens. They, they, I will say like no team other than the commanders is giving up more points per game since week seven. So th- it's, it's real. Uh, at the same time, I like look at a team that is like drafted. Well, like Sam Laporta is becoming a huge factor down the stretch. Uh, I believe that they're going to handle their business. I think they're really well coached. And there's something I haven't done on this show yet, so I'm going to do it right now. I'm locking that Lions team up. I like that. All right. What do we got for the spread? Three points. There's some good, there's some lockable games here. And it's on the road. That, you know, um, Lions on the road. I'll, I'll point it out, and the data backs this up. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback um, outdoors. He's not a good quarterback. Well, in, maybe I shouldn't lock it in up. In December then. and January. Um, he has a lot of, lot of trouble with that, uh, in fact, I'll give you some data points. Eight and 13 outdoors in December and January. Completion percentage south of 60. QB rating of 80. Um, he, When the weather drops and he is playing outside a dome, that production has historically mm. dropped. So let's see. Goff is, is Goff a different player than he was with the Rams? I don't know. We're going to see uh, now that we're getting to some crucible games for the Lions. Let's see if he can play the guitar. <laughs> it's one of those... Draft stories that feel so stupid, but then you hear this data. Uh, eight tiny years hands? later, he's got the small. The hands. old tiny he's hands. In the bottom, I, I just found he's in the bottom tenth percentile. Eighth percentile. Tiny hands, Goffy, Mark. Uh, yeah, I I feel for him on that front. They need it. They need to get JMO, JMO going. They just. I feel like they're one weapon short on offense. Is it Even a Waymo? Oh yeah, Waymo. Waymo, bro. They're great on offense, but it's just man, it's a lot to count on. Like Laporte, I guess you got the running game. They're they're interesting. Laporte. Do you have that great. Waymo clip from last week? That was fun. I love me Waymo after that Waymo incredible play. end around where he went sixty seven miles per hour. That was fun. I feel like this Bears team is better that they're they're four and eight, but they're a pretty good four and eight. They're a little dangerous. They're a little dangerous. And and like I said, Fields is another uh, subject subject of intrigue. I, I think he really needs to ball out. If he wants to stay with the Bears, I don't even know if he wants to stay with. The Bears. I almost presume he he's gone. A, a, but if he really does have some big games down the stretch, remember what an awesome stretch he had like last November, for instance. Yeah, but that's not even been like he's he's had a couple moments like that or, or halves. But like what he did, had he picked it up from there, even just the running part of him. Right. Like you'd see a lot, but it's like I, I just presume he's not going to be on the team next year. I mean, we will see. A lot of questions there. Uh, you mentioned Hutchinson, one sack in the last seven games. That brilliant, Mark. I think it's a good player. Oh, <laughs> suddenly a score from last week. 
I no didn't I spend 12 that. minutes saying I don't, you know, I shouldn't have used that word. You know, we already went through that all, all that business. Greg, you always underestimate our audience. A yeah, lot of people do. know exactly what we're can talking about. Can I promise about. you our audience remembers and <laughs> no, I, I wasn't a lot talking, of things. I can tell I wasn't you that talking from, about the from audience. multiple angles. <laughs> all right, close it out, Mark. All right, well, what a, I can't believe this is still hanging around. Uh, Panthers at Saints. Um, it's like two... Uh, you know, faulty helicopters colliding in the middle of the sky. I don't, I don't know why. A hu- last week, I got Chargers, <laughs> Patriots. So the helicopters were distressed before colliding. They all, they were faulty, and Oofa. that's probably why. Well, you could have pilots picked the, were faulty, and that's why they. You could have picked the game you wanted, but instead you tried to be cute and take the shook game, and it came back to bite you. Ooh, no, it was, right the old it was actually a very smart move. Got um, your I can pair this. <laughs> I can pair this next to Browns Jaguars. Uh, there you go. I don't know. I guess. How about this? Like, Saints, show up and do something and stop being totally bored. They're an eyesore. They're impossible to watch. They're one of the worst red zone offenses in the league. All I need is, like, when their fan base is that annoyed with their own team and they're, you don't you lose the pocket of the fan base that's even, like, like illogically telling you they're great when they're not. Like, there aren't, those fans don't even exist for you this team. You know what I don't like hearing? Uh, we have to check in on the practice report for Thursdays, but Taysom Hill's not practicing. Well, and I feel a lot better yeah. about Jameis Winston being in the mix as the starter. If you have Taysom to play off, who's but had a really Taysom good year. Taysom Hill has like, he is 346 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, 220 plus and a touchdown through the air. Um, he's not really even playing quarterback that much. And like, there's been previous seasons right. where we talked about Taysom Hill all the time. I had that one sandwich bet on how many touchdowns he'd have. And Sean Payton, you know, fawned over. And it's like, this might be his best season mm. in a way. On a, on a pretty lost offense, I think if he's he, been really reliable. If he finishes this uh, regular season strong, there will be generations of uh, fantasy players that will talk about Taysom Hill's cheat code tight end season of yeah. 2023. Yeah. In a ba- otherwise bad group of uh, producers in that uh, game, Taysom just does all these different things. Derek Carr might play in this game because I think he was oh, a partial... Somebody saved Derek Carr from himself. Sit down. So he's got a shoulder injury, a back injury. He's coming off a concussion. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we need to rush him back into this maelstrom. No. Uh, and you mentioned the tickets you thought would be cheap here. You can get into the Superdome for $15. So, But I'd do that. Less than a... You pair that Less with than a beer and a hot dog. Have a nice weekend in New Orleans. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, in the like French that Quarter. Could, could uh, nice I'd be Where a little concerned. If there's one thing that could get... Gail Benson's attention. Sure. Uh, Any in, owner. In terms of the GM, too. Not just the head coach, but Mickey Loomis has as much power as any GM in the league. Uh, that could get their attention if it starts getting real empty. The you. boos there were very rare. Alvin Kamara mentioned like he had never heard anything like that. And he he, re- he said, look, I understand it. We're just not performing. But I've, I've never heard anything like that. And it doesn't it doesn't help when you have people on the team, like joining in with the fans. saying yeah, how much the right. team sucks. Yeah. Things yeah. have gone like they, they're only giving the Panthers who are a disaster five points in this. And so like, I guess if, if like it, it would be really so nice spot for the Panthers to get a win. Yeah. But it would, how about Bryce Young? Like if he could just string together a couple games were different. I just don't see how it's going to happen. The Saints this year. are still in the mix if they win this game. That's, right. I mean, that's, they that's very the, much are. They very absurd, much are. But doesn't it feel like they are just a team that needs to hit the reset? And yet be, they're, yeah, they're no contending false, for the division. Right. No false results. Like I think it'd be better for the team to probably flush <laughs> a lot of this down the drain and start over. But and they don't uh, seem willing Dennis to do Allen that. wins the division at eight, nine and comes back for another year. Oh, everyone, would, everyone wins. Fans. Uh, <laughs> send our uh, thoughts to Hayden Hurst. Uh, the oh yeah, Panthers yeah, tight end. Very Man. sad that his his father said he was diagnosed with post traumatic amnesia as a result of uh, 
a hit to the head. Was, I remember I've that. Never hit. heard that. Brutal three or four weeks ago that you know caused a concussion, and the, these are some of the symptoms. So he's been through a lot. If you know his story, um, battling back from depression too in college, I think suicide attempt. I believe he, he had talked about, and uh, this is just as terrible. It's a reminder what they're risking going out there. Yes. Uh, okay. Good luck to Mr. Hurst. Uh, that is the full week 14 rundown. This is the Thursday triple header for ATN. So we're going to have an NFL plus dreamatorium app, which you can get on NFL plus. And also if you're outside of the United States, you can get it on Dazone. Uh, we also will have a Thursday night recap of Patriot Steelers with special guests. We cooked something up. We told you people, Sestog and I are going to cook something up. We got something. We'll surprise them with the guests though. I like that. Yeah. And um, finally, uh, what a great uh, day this is, or uh, week this is, because we learned that our hardworking, intrepid young producer, sneaky handsome. <laughs> I wouldn't say sneaky. I think like I wouldn't say back door, like side door handsome. Maybe coming through the front door. Good looking guy. <laughs> Kick the front door in. Doesn't surprise me that he landed a wife, uh, a, <laughs> no. a, a wonderful, beautiful it's woman. Not surprising. And I guess it shouldn't surprise me that such a virile young man. They're okay, expecting. Now you're weird. They're, <laughs> yes. they're expecting. Eric, uh, congratulations, buddy. Uh, look at that. Beautiful. Uh, you, your wife, and the sonogram. Uh, great job, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate all those compliments. What is your wife's name, by the way? Uh, my so wife can... is Leanne. Leanne. And, um, yeah, the YouTube show, you could see we were holding our ultrasound of my baby boy, Austin James. That's oh, awesome. the name is name, all. Yes. Oh, he's ready to roll. We are, mm. yeah. We're, you know, we're not young pups anymore. So we've been, we waited it out. She's a doctor, so she went to school. I got went through the morning radio life. So we've been found uh, yourself a doctor, yeah, dude. You. you just went up in Dan's eyes. I'm for not, sure. no, I'm not the breadwinner in the family, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Every okay? listener is like, ooh, we got yeah. a doctor. Well, what kind too? of doctor? What is her? She's um, a clinical psycho- a clinical psychologist. So, so she works counts. with the courts and at risk youth, and way smarter than me. Kept going back to school for some reason. That's the um, yeah, nice hey. job. And uh, you can find a good woman that's a doctor. You are. I don't know if you want right. to alert listeners on your Instagram, but you you should. You yeah. have your own podcast. It's called the What's New Pod. Yeah. And I saw that this is how I learned it on your page. You put up a clip of you letting your co-host who you've yeah, done the yeah. show with for a long time, including Randy Chavez. Yeah. Big no, and it was a great reaction. Everyone uh, should should check that. Yeah, out. yeah. Seeing What's your new pod? Yeah, me and a bunch of my cool. old buddies from my radio days. So it's uh, wherever you get stuff. your podcast, check out the What's New podcast with Funk and Buds from the old radio station. And again, congratulations, Eric, to you. Thank you, guys. Leanne, appreciate it. Um, there is nothing better. No, and Eric, I cannot, dad. I cannot suggest more highly to have the followers of the show on your Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a that's a way to get out of here, guys. Let's go. See, the internet just breaks down the walls, Mark. It does. Don't need a wall. We're all in the same stew together now. All right, till uh, later. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.